0: Country. Unemployment. The federal deficit. Government cover-up of alien bodies. <laughs> Overly complicated tax system. Alien bodies. The government's trying to cover Okay, up. okay, thanks, Joe. That was a rhetorical question. You know what's really, really wrong with this country? Nothing. Your confusing thesis has captured my attention. Tell me. Does he think he can win? Can win? He's going to win. He's got a billion dollars. He could hire Steve Forbes as his cleaning lady. <laughs> Yes, but a presidential race isn't just about money. Right. And Christmas isn't just about presents. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. Hey, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you do. A lot of things happening in the world today. Most of them are far beyond our control, you might say. So perhaps it's time we took a pause and thought about life and thought about the laws of gravity, politics, and or the news. Don't touch that dial. Just try to hear us out for a little while. That's well, that time of year again, and off and on throughout the election cycle, much ado is made over voting. Apart from the registration scheme drives, not my word, Congressman used that word, the whole everybody should vote campaigns become ubiquitous and omnipresent. They don't actually seem to work, so what's the deal? What else is new? right here's how you get a hold of us. The text machine is area code 209-565-DAVE, it's 209-565-3283. Email Dave at the Dave Bowman and Of course, we're on the web. You can find us Facebook, Twitter, iTunes. I think we're even on Google Play still. All of those places will get you to us, and you can join in the conversation with Rod Bow and myself. Ego Beberry, Capulas, and Ali I drink coffee so that others might live. Howdy, Rod. How are you doing today? Good, Dave.
1: Uh, just another day of work. Just another day of <laughs> raising electricity rates, right? I, 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 uh, yeah, I kid that's because boring. I love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, You're uh, so bad sometimes. Yeah, well, you know, I've had one of those days. So yeah. That's the view from my office today, for those of you that might be wondering. I spent the afternoon driving the truck, and it was... Uh, you know, every time I get really frustrated with life, I go out and I drive the truck and I drive around the... The most incredible place that there is to live, Pacific Northwest, and you see sites like that, and you go, hey, I want to live there. And then you realize that this is the first sunny day we've had in 64 days. Oh, so is it any ouch. wonder we're all a little testy
1: up here right now?
0: Any wonder <laughs> at all? I mean,
1: Not at all. We next... hit 71 today.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of two words. The second <laughs> one is you, but I joke because I love. So a couple of news stories that came out this week. And uh, for those of you who don't follow the show or don't know the show, this show, the Dave Bowman show plausibly live afternoons live with Dave and John mornings live with Dave on KFI, whatever you want to call it originally started in Modesto, California, the central Valley of California. So California, where I spent 20 years of my life before moving back here, which is where I should have been all along, but I I still have a connection. Of course, Rodbo is, in Central Valley of California, right? I am, yeah. You're still down there, and you still yeah. uh, hang out down
1: there. And, uh, I, I won't be leaving for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're trapped, right? I am trapped, yes.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, that's becoming more and more the truth for people. down there. I, somebody showed me a survey the other day as something like 75% of uh, non-Democrats in California want to leave but can't. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, uh, I feel blessed that we were able to. And the only reason we were able to is because my wife got the job up here. And it's like, ain't nothing keeping us here anymore. So off we went. At at any rate, um, this show has a very much, very deep California roots. I I really like the Central Valley of California. I loved Modesto, Manteca, Stockton, that whole area. Um, And interestingly enough, it's a farming area, which, of course, is all in the news today. And it's not what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Although maybe I feel like we should. I want to talk about voting because have I ever told you the story of the voting scheme comments? I think you've mentioned registration it before, but scheme. go ahead. Voter registration schemes. That's not yeah. my phrase. That phrase is owned by a former congressman from our district who specifically said that to me. Dave, how am I supposed to fund my voter registration schemes? Quote, unquote which started me down a long path of thinking about voter registrations and voter patterns and the whole nine things. And we talked about this a lot. And you ever notice how voter registrations are always going up, 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 up. We're getting more people registered. But voting participation goes which way? Goes down, 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 down,
1: down. Why is that? What's because the same people that really want to vote are actually voting, (laughs) So what it tells me is the registration
0: schemes are just that—they're a registration scheme. But then I, so I thought, well, why the hell are they spending all this money on voter registration schemes, and working their butts off to get this done? And I realized that the reapportionment, the uh, you know, the every ten years, what do Redistricting? they call it? Redistricting—that's the word I was looking yeah. for—and apportionment as well are all done on the basis of registrations. So the more people they have registered, it doesn't matter registered. <laughs> make it up words now, the, the more people they have registered for that particular party gives them a better or better chance of getting that district for them. You see what I'm saying? Yes. But that doesn't translate into votes. And this was really driven home this week. But I I, I wanted to ask the question, and I wanted to ask you, because obviously you would have some interest in that. Why do we vote? If you had to ask that question to yourself, if you had to answer that question. And And I'm going to throw out the... Because if I don't vote, I won't have any say in the government anymore. I'm going to throw that answer out, okay? Because that answer, pardon my French, is bovine scat. I mean, it really is. That's not why you vote. Why do you vote?
1: Well, so it's it's changed over the years. So when I initially started voting, to me it was like a a rite of passage of becoming an adult. Oh, I get a say in what's going on. You know, I, I grew up in the Reagan years. And so the first time I was able to vote in a presidential election was uh, George Bush. So for it was a big deal for me. And I was also formulating my own uh, ideology at that time and what what I wanted to be. But then today it's, it's different. It's because I wanted to have that voice because you've got you know what good is a right if you don't exercise it.
0: That's an interesting question.
1: So for me, is uh, you know, it's a right that I have. I'm going to go ahead and exercise it. Yes, my voice gets drowned out a lot here in this in California, uh, but it's still heard. It's really the only poll that matters ultimately.
0: That is something I completely agree with. The only poll that actually matters, and I get so tired of polls. You they released a poll today. Who was it? Harvard, Brown, some Ivy League, freaking school. You know, with with vines climbing the wall or whatever. They released a poll today talking about how the fact that Bernie Sanders is 51% to 49% over Donald Trump in a hypothetical way. Right. <laughs> Bernie Sanders hasn't even won his nomination yet, and it's not clear that he will, depending on who you talk to. Uh, uh, polls, Hillary Clinton plus 16. The, the famous one in California was uh, a few years ago. Jerry was, was running against Meg Whitman. Do you remember this? Yes. Meg Whitman was running for it. and every poll in the freaking state showed Jerry Brown with ten plus lead, except one. And I'm gonna not gonna name it because it wouldn't be fair since they're not here to defend themselves, but it rhymes with Rasmussen. Um, <laughs> they had they had it within the margin of error. Meg Whitman is so close. And of course Rasmussen was, you know, essentially a Republican poll, if you want to put it that way. Well, of course, in the end, Meg Whitman got slapped down. What by what, what twelve or fifteen points? I don't remember. It was, it was bad. It was not fun. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't even in the same time zone. That's how yeah. bad it was. And and come to find out, Rasmussen, because they wanted to please their lords and masters, the Republican Party, um, you know, played with their t- polling data a little bit. They didn't poll anybody that didn't have a hard landline. So has those? Especially in two thousand and twelve, whenever that was. They didn't poll anybody that didn't speak English in California. So, you know, it was pretty clear that polls are not to be trusted. I'm sorry. You said that. The, the, The thing is, you're right. The only poll that matters is the one that's taken on Election Day. But then therein lies the question again. Why do people show up to vote? I mean, we have this again. Registrations go up, 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 up. Voting goes down or at least stays stable or I don't know how many times I spent on the air griping about the the low voter turnout, you know, to have 40 percent of a turnout would have been basically miraculous at, at times when you when you get right down to it. It was it was insane. I mean, we, we saw voter turnouts that were in the 20s at times, and I could never figure out why I, I still can't really figure it out. And the only way I have the only way I can even come close to this rod is to say to myself, Well, why do I vote? Why why am I doing this? Why am I going to all this hassle? Because it used to kind of be a hassle. Um why am well, I now going?
1: you can vote from home.
0: I have to. See here in yeah. Washington State, I don't know how it I, I know it was headed this way in California, but here everything here is vote by mail.
1: Everything. It is here now too.
0: Yeah. I hate that. There was just something special. you know, you were mentioning voting for George W. Bush and or sorry, Herbert Walker Bush, right? Yes. So the first time I actually went to the polls, 88 was for George Herbert Walker Bush. Um, Prior to that, I had to vote absentee because I was a Utah resident living on a submarine in Washington State in that water back there. Um, So I couldn't, you know, go to the polls and and vote. I had to actually do it, via absentee ballot. But the first time I actually went to the polling place and did that, it was for George Herbert Walker Bush. And we've talked about that in the past. And I got to tell you, it was, there was a, there's an interesting feeling that you get when you go into a voting booth, isn't there? There's a there's a a certain gravitas to it that all of yes. a sudden, this is serious. I mean, when I sit here with my ballot, as I will in the next week or so here in Washington, I think we're part of Super Tuesday, aren't we? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, point being that I'll sit here with my ballot and it's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it compared to going into a voting booth where I have prepared myself and I'm ready and I've stood in line, supposedly I never did in California. But I've stood in line and I've thought this stuff through and now I've got that pencil in my hand or pen in my hand and I'm I'm doing this in the voting booth and people are watching you from across the room and they're looking at you and stuff like that. And it's, I don't know. There's a certain gravitas, a certain emotion to it that I always enjoyed.
1: Does so That yeah. make sense. It does. It does. There's a a certain feeling that you get, like you are, you're doing something important. I mean, there's volunteers that took their time to set up this pole station. And and you get, there was, you know, when I go, there's lines in California, or when I used to go, now I don't, because I mail. But uh, it, it was, it was something that, you know, you had to take the time out, you had to come prepared, you just couldn't go there and like, scratch off the, all the little bubbles everywhere, you had to come prepared. Now, I do it from home. And it just doesn't seem the same, does it? It just no. does not feel the same to
0: me. And I, so I keep asking myself, and I, I was texting Rod this afternoon from the truck. I was, just, I was just sitting there looking at the mountain. I was like, I, had, I, I was so far ahead of schedule today. <laughs> it's funny. I had, to, I actually had to stop for like 45 minutes because I had, you know, you have time windows on your deliveries. And I was so far ahead of schedule that I was like, crap, I'm going to blow my whole schedule here. Anyway, the point is I was sitting there looking at the mountain, and I was texting Rod, Tell me why you vote. Think about it. I'm going to ask you this question tonight. Why do you vote? And I'm asking each of you that are that are watching and listening. Why do you vote? And again, the answer about, well, you know, because if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's a BS answer, too, because we're Americans. We complain about everything anyway. We're, True. We're, 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 we have the right to complain about anything. And, and, and in some ways, this is a strange thing to say, but in some ways... Voting, not voting, is a choice as well, isn't it? Isn't it is. that a constitutionally protected right? It, it is. You, you said that what you know. What good is a right if you don't exercise it? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I completely adhere to that theology because I'm pretty sure I've never exercised the right never to to, to not quarter any troops. Um, and you know, you get some people do things certain ways and. I, I guess, and and this is unusual for me because my thoughts are moving so fast right now. There's so much I want to say here. I'm sorry. Um, my, my brain is moving faster than my mouth right now. I just need to take a deep breath. Some coffee and slow down a little bit.
1: Yeah, coffee will do that for you. Yes. It will.
0: <laughs> Sleep is just coffee deprivation. Did you know that? That's
1: exactly right.
0: So, I started thinking about this after I asked Rod, why do I vote? Why I mean, in the last presidential election I filled out my entire ballot. I left president blank. I didn't, I didn't vote for Hillary, I didn't vote for for Trump. I didn't Same vote there. I didn't vote third party. I just did I just left it blank. Because I figured at that point that neither one of those two people was really qualified to be president of the United States. I still can't not for the life of me believe that in 2016, those were the two best choices of our country. And I'm looking at it today going, this is it. This is what we have to choose from. This is oh,
1: God, a sad state of affairs.
0: It's not a sad state of affairs. It's a pathetic state of really. I mean, it's one thing for Democrats to hate Trump and all that crap, but Look at what the hell you're putting up. Jeez Louise, none of these people are worthwhile of anything and and Republicans aren't doing any better. So why do we go out and do this? And it's easy to say that for the presidential campaign, but then you get, you know, you get down ticket from there. And how many times did we in our congressional district find ourselves in the same position? We had a choice between what was clearly a rhino, a money hungry rhino And some leftist who wanted to, you know, take away our birthdays because they weren't fair or whatever. How many times did we go through that?
1: Uh, It's just about every election.
0: It was insane. In uh, 2014, we had a choice between our then sitting congressman, who I won't name, but it rhymes with Jeff Denham, and his opponent, who was was a chicken farmer or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, the only thing that guy got right was his Fourth of July parade float. 'Cause he had the most gorgeous gal dressed up in a bikini sitting on top of that thing holding up. I thought And I even said that on I mean, there. That's the only thing he got right in this campaign. Anyway, the choices that were given are so bad. And we could spend a lot of time talking about how did we get to the point where our choices got so bad, but doesn't it really always come back to we're willing to put up with it? I mean, we voted for him.
1: Well, um someone did because not, not necessarily I mean I didn't necessarily vote for certain individuals in this area uh, during the primary but somehow they still got into the primary so now you're kind of stuck with them
0: right but, but you look at these choices and you go well this is what they're offering to us so somebody must be okay with this right I mean that's the theory is that And, and I'll tell you where I fell off of that one 26th 26th Assembly District. You probably remember this. So there was no Democrat candidate for this. And I think it was 2014 ish. Might have been 12, 13, somewhere there. But uh, there was no Democrat candidate. But there were six GOP candidates. Okay. The uh, the the eventual winner was one Kristen Olson. And there were a bunch of other people running who, who names to you will mean nothing, but to those of us that lived in that area, these were very well known people across the board, including a city councilman in Riverbank, who as far as I know still has not resigned. Sorry, it's an inside joke. Um he was a lightning rod for controversy. Do uh, you remember that race? Do you remember that? Uh, I, vague, I vaguely do, yes. So this race ends up with the winning candidate, and it doesn't really matter who it was pulling like 27.1% of the vote. And then having the termesity to walk out and go, we've got a mandate. <laughs> Only in the sense that 100% of the people voted for Republicans. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually said that to her one day. I said, you do realize that almost three-fourths of the people voted against you, right? Of your own party voted against you. <clears throat> <laughs> Why do we do it? Why do we keep going into that booth and punching that card or pushing that chat or filling out the circle or whatever? Why do we keep doing it?
1: It's It's got to be hope or insanity.
0: Okay, so the insanity defense is you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yes. Which is true. We do expect different results. We actually believe these people when they say, I am not a crook or I am going to do something for you. We actually believe them. And then when they don't, we're shocked. Yeah. Are we, are we disappointed? I mean, this is the part that gets me is we, I don't know that we're even disappointed. I don't know that we ever pull them aside and go, dude, you said you were going to do this or do that. You
1: said you were going to do this. You didn't do it. I used to do that. I used to write them all the time.
0: And what was the response?
1: Oh, I got some canned response that some staffer wrote and sent me with their with the incumbent signature or whatever on it. So whatever
0: cycle signature or whatever that thing is, the, the, where they print the where they print the print the signature on it. It was yeah. You you, you the resp- or you could call their office, or you can email them and get an email response. And I think you just turned your microphone off. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> see there you go. Now I hear you again. So, at any rate, um, yeah, we, the responses we get are, are, people used to complain to me, they would send me the responses they got from our state senators, our, our two state senators in California, and I'd be like, what did you expect you were going to get? Do, 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 do you really think that your congressperson or your senator is going to go, oh my God, here's a letter from Rodbo in Modesto, and he's disappointed, Oh, my God. And me, of course, they're not going to listen to because he's just some lunatic on the radio. They're sure as hell not going to listen to me. Um, you know, the one time state senator Roy Ashburn was driving through town and we were talking about uh, Prop 25. I think it was, you know, the 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 uh, <clears throat> something to do with the, the majority voting. I don't remember what it was. It was stupid. And he just happened to be driving through town and I was ripping on it. And He called in the show. Dave, you're wrong. And so I just happened to know that he belonged to the same organization, Quantus Club, that my dad belonged to. And so after the whole thing turned, shall we say, to crap, I happened to pop into one of their meetings and buttonhole them and say, what the heck, dude? I told you this was going to work. At any rate, point being that they're not listening to us. Some years ago, there was a Doc's Quasi documentary. I'm not convinced it's a documentary. Now I'm I'm kind of convinced it's one of those... Um, area 51 shows about okay. uh, called gas hole you can look it up it's and one of the <laughs> lines it was about the 100 mile per gallon car and how the government's suppressing this and and anyway the one of the lines in that movie was i don't know why people vote if voting did any good we we wouldn't be allowed to do it and to some degree i kind of see his argument in the sense that these politicians want us to register they want us to sign up to vote but when it comes to actually going to vote, they'd kind of prefer the level stay in that 20, 25, 30 percent because they know what they're going to get. If 100 percent of people start showing up to the polls,
1: what's Whoa. going to happen? And which, <laughs> they'd panic.
0: <laughs> they would, which brings me to the bizarre news of the week, which is Leven's bill. Mark LeVen is a state assemblyman from San Francisco area who's come up with this idea and passed in and introduced a bill in California to, quote, require all registered voters to show up and vote. Yeah. Just let it rattle. Just let it, let it marinate for just a second. Not wants everybody to show up and vote, not would like everybody, not extending a warm friendship, uh, you know, warm welcome of fellowship and friendship. And you know, like they used to do in the old days. Here's some, uh, Here's some moonshine to come and help vote. And none of that. It's just, I'm going to require you, presumably, if you don't, there will be some, what shall we call it, uh, punishment for not showing up to vote? Taxation. Oh, we already got that. Yeah. And I'm looking at this going, uh, of all the places, of all the planets, in all the galaxies, California is really the only place that could come up with this idea. Rod and I had a conversation the other day about limiting voting to people who shouldn't be allowed to vote. And, you know, some of it was hypothetical and some of it was humorous. But, but in a world where people are being required to vote, I mean, this is what Levin's bill would do, is people who have absolutely no clue what they signed up for, because some guy at a supermarket gave him a dollar to fill out, you know, a registration form. Now show up on a booth and they do exactly what they're told to do. They haven't thought anything through. They don't have an opinion about anything. How's that going to work out?
1: Kind of like what we have, you know, it's in some of some of these ballot measures that go through. Mm. It's like no one's reading them. Who's reading them? If you, read... From what I hear in California, nobody's reading those these days. So,
0: yeah. Hey, you know what we should do? We should tax ourselves to build a train. Sure. <laughs> To nowhere. To nowhere. That's another long story altogether. I don't know. I just got to thinking about it. And voting, why do I vote? Why am I going to fill out this ballot? Why am I going to sit down here and fill this thing out? And and the only answer I can come up with to Rod, is this is the methodology that we were given to participate in the republic. It's a representative republic, and we have to be represented. But we have to choose our representation. And if I start saying, I'm not going to do that because it's stupid, it's pointless, it's not going to work, it's not going to help. What's the answer I give to my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my great-great-great-great-great-great-nine-generations-ago-grandfather, all of whom served this country for the purpose of protecting this republic, one of them, two of them, during the American Revolution? One of whom would go on to be a leading anti-federalist at one point. What do I say to them when they say, how come you didn't vote if I don't do it? And that's the <laughs> only reason I can find for going in there. Yeah. It's,
1: it's a, a conscious thing.
0: It's it's not my service. It's not the fact that I'm a veteran. It's not the fact that, that I believe in my country and I'm going to salute the flag. and all, all. It's not the fact that I'm a patriot or any of that stuff. It's that these guys bled and died and how many of their friends were buried to build a system that... This is really the only way we have of making it work. But we got to be smart enough to make it work right. We can't just, uh, you know, what's the word for it? We can't just slough it off and go, you know, if I make a pattern like we used to do in school, remember that? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Just just do that. C, 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 C. C.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you ever get the teacher that would do that just for for (laughs) S&G? So I don't know. I mean, that's the only answer I can come up with. You got anything...
1: (laughs) You got anything else? No, I mean that uh, there is this, you know, kind of honor, I guess, for those that have gone before us. I mean, my my grandfather served in both World Wars, and it's like, what did he do that for? If it wasn't so that I could be here and still participate in the government that we have and the representative government, um,
0: and we got to do it smartly. We got to do it smartly. You
1: have to do it smartly. You've got. It. That's why I always I'll post on Facebook. You know, don't just vote. Just be become educated and make an educated vote. And I don't right. care if you disagree with me. Right. But,
0: but think it through. Yeah. Think through why you disagree with me and why it is that, you know, I mean, I put some time into my thought processes. You can do that as well. Well, we did two this week, Rod. Yay. We're on track to getting two shows a week done. Huzzah! We'll do, we'll do it again next week, hopefully, and we'll be good to go. And I, I, I realize there wasn't a lot of substance in this one, but... There you go. That's the way it is. Take the time right now. Tell the people that matter in your life you love them very much. You'd miss them if they weren't there, so don't pass up those opportunities. You don't want to have that regret.
1: The Dave Bowman Show is a Slippery Fish Entertainment production for the Podcast 99 Internet Radio Network. For more information or to complain about how the show offended you, the text or voicemail number is 209-565-DAVE. For more information about the show, log on to the Dave